the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning on this wonderful, wonderful, beautiful Saturday morning. And I believe it's going to be nice for the next couple of days at least. When we have good weather, it makes everyone happy. Mm -hmm. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to the one and only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and nothing but real estate, which is just about everything. Aside from politics, real estate is one of the most talked about subjects on the earth. If you Google the words real estate, you get 3,100,000,000. Now, that's 3,100,000,000 results. At least 30 U.S. billionaires made their money from real estate. Some say that it's the greatest way to create real wealth and financial freedom, and I am one of those who subscribe to that. I'm not someone who thinks they're going to flip it and make a million dollars in six months, but if you buy right and you hold on to it, that's where I've seen most people make their money. We'd love if you'd call in today with your questions, and it's 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. You can also email my questions or any questions for the show at radioshow at element.com, and you can follow me at Facebook and Twitter accounts, and or download the free Ion Real Estate app so you can listen to the show whenever you want. And that's the way I like to listen to things whenever I want, especially at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it's not going to be boring, so it won't put you to sleep. <laughs> We've got a great show for you today. My friend and co-host, Jerry Feeney, is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Dottie. Beautiful and I understand day. you're going on a wonderful trip. I'm going to try. It's my uh, I've been to Italy before, but only to the north. So it's my first trip to Rome and Sicily. Rome and Sicily. Yes, yes. You've never been. Well, I have to tell you, I obviously you remember my marketing person, Camila. Yep. Okay. Well, my she's not with us anymore because she relocated, but she moved to um, San Francisco. Her husband had an opportunity there, and they her husband's from South Africa and she was from Russia, so their families were kind of scattered. So they decided the middle ground for South Africa, and Russia was Italy. And mm-hmm. they got married in Sicily. And so I flew into Rome and then, you know, stayed there for a couple of days and then went to Sicily. And I have to tell you, it was magnificent. It was, and, and the wedding was kind of in this little 
kind of town with cobblestone streets, and they walked like in a procession, like they did, you know, like years ago. It yeah. was just magnificent. You're going to. Well, I'm going it. with uh, our mutual friend Peter and and some others. And Peter was yeah, born in Sicily, and he's uh, and his family is hosting us for lunch when we arrive. So I said, everybody, make sure you don't eat because when Italian families host you for lunch, they tend to cook a lot. So I'm looking they forward tend to. It. Well, at yeah. least if you're not great in the Italian, you. Ha- I mean, he speaks yes. Italian, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. It was his first language. Yeah. Well, we're going to miss you. I miss you anyway, but we're going to miss you. So oh, I, I what am too. I supposed to do? Am I supposed to ask the legal questions? Do I get cliff notes or like? <laughs> yeah, why not? Just yeah, just, just pretend you're a them, lawyer. You know what? Don't count on it. I'm pretending I'm a lawyer, right. and uh, don't take it to heart. No, I'll do the best I can. But you know, your legal questions you'll have to kind of yeah. hold off on until Jerry gets back. But um, you're gonna have I'm a sure wonderful time, and I'm fine. glad Thank for you. you. Thank you. Um, also, our, so and of course, but Jerry's here today, so you can call him at 866-970-9622. Also, our terrific finance expert, Glenda Windsor-Irving, is with us. Good morning. So if you have any questions. Hi, Glenda. How are you? I'm good. I always love to hear that voice and that accent that I'm so jealous of. Oh, thank you. It <laughs> works it. for me in America. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. <laughs> okay. Um, and Glenda really started with us probably before Ace was on. Exactly. Uh, so, Several so years she's, before Ace. Yeah, yeah, so she's been doing radio with us and giving us, uh, she's our expert in financing along with Ace uh, for many years, and we love having her on the show. So if you're having trouble getting along, now is the time to call and get your questions answered by experts in the financing world. You can call us at 866-970-9622. Of course, I want to take a moment to thank Citizens Bank for their support of the show. This week, Citizens Bank announced the availability of Citizens Bank Cashback Plus World MasterCard. And that's a credit card that offers 1.8% cash back with no annual fee. So get that? You don't have to pay an annual fee, and you get 1.8% cash back. No foreign transaction fees and none of the category restrictions or caps on rewards often found with other reward cards. So there's no caps on the rewards. That's pretty terrific. That's pretty good. Yeah, the new card will have no limit to how much cash back a customer can earn. So you can earn quite a bit of cash if you charge a lot of cash. I mean, if you charge a lot of things. You know, I, I'm doing my house this two years. I, I will, uh, uh, last night I thought I was going out, but uh, that all got ready and did my hair and everything and got to my house through the construction site of two years and it was leaks and the floor and the tub looked like you know really nobody could fit in it so I ended up and everyone was like Dottie like just come and leave them I'm like I can't and then of course I had ordered bar stools which UPS it was eight o'clock and they didn't come and they said oh well we came but we saw it. it looked like a construction site so we left so, uh, but when I found out you had to assemble the chairs, you know, with tools and all that, I said, well, it really wouldn't have mattered because I wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, that's not one of my fortes. But in any event, um, I, you know, in some of the shows, I try to save you some of the mistakes that I made, and I should know better. But it's not only not knowing, it's really taking the time. If you're going to do major construction, you have got to take this from me to know that you're going to put the time in. Because if you don't put the time in, you are going to be sorry. You have to be there, and it's a big commitment. And if you're busy, you shouldn't really do that. You should wait until you have time to 
Not be busy. That is, is my cell phone, phone ringing. What? That is the most I annoying ring to turn it I think off I've ever heard, you know, by the way. What, well, it's loud because I need to have it loud. And I forgot to turn it off, so my apologies. Mm. Uh, but, of course, you see, when you tell people, and some people really don't get it, I said, no furniture. My second floor is not done yet. I'm in construction. Um, the times, I don't really come out to the Hamptons as much as I'd like to. I, and when I do, it's on the weekends when the contractors aren't there. And they're like, okay, that's okay. We're taking the sleeping bag, and we'll come anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. I, I'm this construction. I don't have chairs. I don't have anything. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, and I just got, I'm sure that's the person who's on the jitney thinking I'm going to pick them up when I'm doing a radio show. Little okay, they so yeah. uh, they'll be waiting. <laughs> Anyhow, when, is it, when is this renovation going to be done, by the way? What's the current estimate? It's been two it's years. Been going and... on for ages. Well, it's been going on forever, and it's still not done. And mm-hmm. I would blame some of it on the contract. There was some of it on me because, as I said before, if you're going to do major construction you really have to plan to go and be there at least once a week and i was mm-hmm. too busy um and then last year i got sick and i was just not able to go and so uh, as anything else that people take other jobs or they don't go as fast and then i needed an interior i didn't realize this but when you get an architect you certainly they like you to work with an interior designer so i got somebody that was highly recommended who um like, I liked him. I could have been friends with him. He was a lot of fun and nice and had a great little place. And the next thing I knew, he was left the country to his home country and uh, had my money and never came back. Wow. So now yeah. I had to start all over again. But it originally started, and I really, this is a sad story. And originally there was a builder that many years ago, um, we sold a property that was a famous Japanese artist. And uh, he obviously was not too tall, so he might have been about 5'1". And he built this magnificent house to display all his art somewhere in the Hamptons. And uh, I guess he had a lot of people come there and stay. And there was all these kind of cubicle bedrooms that really you have to be very tiny to fit in. So the house worked for him. But really, anybody else, most people couldn't stand up in it. Mm-hmm. So... When he sold it, and he paid like $16 million, this is about 10 years ago, we sold it to an investor who was buying it for like $7 million or $5 million, something of that nature, something like way below what he had it built for, in a beautiful location. Um, but I told him, you know, it's a specific house, and unless you're going to tear it down, it's not going to work for many people, you know, for the average person. I think there was 15 bedrooms, but they were all cubicle bedrooms. He must have had a lot of people come from his country and stay like a day or two. So um, he got this builder, and they fixed the house up, and they did the best. They did a decent job for what they were doing, and they sold it. And I got very friendly with this builder, a really fun guy, and I'd say he was in his late 40s. And about two years later, he called me and uh, he said, can I come over? And he came over to my house in the hands, and he said, you know, my kids are going to college now. And, you know, on the days of me, you know, I'm married, which he was always married. He said, but, you know, he was the kind of guy who could have made a lot more money but chose not to. He liked to hang out with his friends and his family and build and do things when he felt like. 
So he said, I have to get serious. I've got to put kids through college. So I took a retail space in Bridgehampton, and um, I thought of you. Um, I know your house because I originally bought a spec house uh, years ago, of course. Um, and he said to me, so, like, it's not even about the money. I have these ideas, and I want to do your house. I want to start with your house, which I was great, and he, I loved him. And all of a sudden, maybe about three months or four months into the plans, uh, which he had made for me, uh, I got a call, and the call said, you know, your builder's dead. And I have to tell you, I thought it was a joke. I said, what? I mean, this guy was the epitome of life. He had a personality that was huge. He was so fun, and he was very talented. It's just like he, he was the type of guy that was happy, making less money but having a free time. I didn't believe it. And it was true. Um, unfortunately, he had a heart attack, and he was driving, and he tried to get to the hospital, and he never made it. He crashed into a bus. So I, uh, so that was a, a setback in a lot of ways. I had to start all over again, but I just was broken up about it because it just, you know, you just never know. And that's why we say, you know, for every day that you're healthy, and I try to. I don't do it always either, but, you know, we should really count our blessings that we're alive and healthy because that's mm -hmm. kind of the main thing. You never know when things can happen, and this guy certainly had everything to live for and was healthy, and, and there is, and I have to look for it. I'm going to look for it. I think I got an email once. I'll just make sure to check that it's um, whoever sent it to me is a reliable source. Uh, but it told you things to do if you were having a heart attack and nobody was around, and there was something, and there was a few things you could do. And if I remember to find it, um, I will bring it in. And even though it doesn't have anything to do with real estate, it's something everybody should know. Uh, because, you know, he was alone, and, and, and by the time he got to the hospital, he didn't make it. So that's so that was a setback. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, the house will end up being beautiful. So that's the most important thing. Well, right? it's been um, a little over two one years. one day I was crying. So just, just so you know, the out. Empire State Building was built in – less time than it's taken you to do your renovation. Just <laughs> just a little aside. I know, but you know, and I'm, I'm going to share with you and then one day I'm gonna I, I, I have a site, I don't use it much, but I'm gonna start to use it. It's at dottieherman.com and I'm going to I have all the pictures from the beginning to the end. I think you should, yeah. Yeah that's and I'm great. gonna show the stages and I'm gonna give you tips on what you should and shouldn't do. Um, I'm in the business and I should know, but I'm not a builder, you know, I know real estate. So with the construction, uh, I really, really, really needed to put a lot more time and be more on top of it and really do a budget better than I did because I, you know, the guy gave me a, an estimate of what it would cost for the construction. Mm -hmm. But what he failed to do and what I failed to do was count and calculate what all the costs of all the supplies that you would need. Right. Okay, now, and, and, and by the way, when I got to the house, there was no house. It was just wood. So it was like building a new house. And you so, know what, what, what I always tell people, too, you have to have a construction manager. You have to have somebody who's sort of coordinating everything. You know, I'm doing a renovation of my kitchen in the city, and, you know, the electrician, the plumber, the cabinet installer, they all point their fingers at each other. That's exactly what reason. happens. Yeah, and you need somebody who's kind of supervising them and, and – uh, corralling them all in and keeping them on track because okay. how do we know, you know? How so do we know? so listen good. to this. The interior designer, which the architect told me I had to get, and uh -huh. the one that I had, I told you, took off to his country and right. never came back. 
Well, he's probably just on a vacation. Well, they hate each other, and they won't mm-hmm. talk. So this is the one he recommended, them? though? This is them. Yeah, well, <laughs> I won't talk to your. I hate her, and I won't talk, and I get sick every time I have to see her, and I oh, can't, nice. and you just have to yeah. just deal with me. And she mm-hmm. writes emails, this, this, and this is done, nasty, this, this, and this, and, and, and they hate, and so they don't communicate. Right. And, of course, they complain to me. And now, just, now you're a therapist for them. Yeah. Oh, therapist. <laughs> I mean, nobody could believe what's going on. And if I, you know, you could just say you're fired, okay, and yeah. fire everyone. Yeah. Uh, but if I do that, I'll be here another two more years. And I'm guys, almost yeah. at the end, okay? Yeah. I'm almost done. So hopefully. But I'm hopefully sure. that. I'm sure it, it'll be beautiful. It, uh, hopefully, yes. Yes, it will be. And I, if you're I, ordering barstools, Dottie, it means you're getting closer to the end. Or yes. you're going to be sitting out in the You know, in and the then I didn't bar realize the bar stools have are come with heights. I bought, like, you know, ones that are just, and mm-hmm. I have no furniture, but since this girl's coming today, at least I have to sit at the bar, you, you know. sit at a bar. Uh, there's no, I, I had a, That would know, be the first piece had, of furniture I bought, too. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, no, in the kitchen, I have a big bar in the center island, and. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that, well, it's said adjustable, so they go yeah. up and down, but, you know, they have heights, and this was like 22 to 37, I don't know, 22 to 40 or so. So then mm-hmm. when I measured the bar after I was at the house, I realized, well, you, you'll, <laughs> your chin will be at the beginning of the bar. I mean, you'll be sitting too <laughs> low. They're not really bar stools. They're stools for maybe a high table or something. So, uh, you know, hey, listen, you, reach you live bar. and you learn. You live and you learn. And you know what? The best of people make mistakes. And and even when you're done with building something or doing something, you look back and you say, I should have done this. I should have done that. So, um, but as long as the end result comes out the way you like it, that's probably the most important thing. Right. So anyhow, getting back to Citizens Bank, you should get the card because, again, there's no annual fee, no foreign transaction fees. Hmm. 1.8 cash back on all el- eligible purchases all the time. So forever. Uh, zero. And I was bringing up my building because in the beginning I was paying by check. And then I said, that's dumb. I should have gone yeah. through one of the cards and gotten points and I would be able to travel the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And yeah, I only started doing on that card, recently. You, I didn't think yeah. about that. So yeah. if you're doing major purchases and you have a credit card, um, instead of paying in cash, do it on the credit card. Then that month, make sure you take your cash and pay it, pay yeah. the credit card off. But then you'll get the points. And if you do that with, uh, if you do that with citizens, you're going to get 1.8% back. That's a pretty good deal, I think. That's a good deal. I think so. So if you want more information, just go to citizensbank.com and they'll give you plenty of information. Now, later on the show, we're going to have somebody I know well um, and also a a friend and someone who's a respected judge. His name is Judge John Cheeger. He is a judge for the Suffolk County Surrogate Court in New York since 2002. And Judge Cheeger handles all issues involving wills and estates of people who die. And, of course, we've talked a lot about the show in the show about what happens if you die and you don't leave a will. And then we've had people call us up, kids of people who died, and said, you know, uh, there's three kids and, you know, I want to do this and he wants to do that and how do I handle this? So he also handles cases involving unclaimed property of deceased who had no will 
as guardianships and adoptions. So if they had no will and they left stuff. Um, he began his career in 1974 as assistant director in Suffolk County. You're not going to want to miss him. We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and again, you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Um, the number is 866-970-9622. As I said right before the break, you don't want to miss. Uh, we've got Judge John Cheager, who is a Suffolk County surrogate court in New York uh, since two, two, 2002, and he handles all cases involving unclaimed property of deceased who have no will, and that happens quite a bit. And sometimes the people in the family don't even know they have these things. They don't even know what their parents or their relatives have, and it could be valuable. Aretha and, Franklin um, apparently had no will. Yes, okay. interesting. Hard to believe. Yeah, and now doesn't she have three sons who are trying to claim? I mean, oh, yeah. she had no will. I, I just heard that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know. So you don't want to miss that. And we've talked about that a lot of times, and it'll just help you decide to get a will done if you haven't done one. Yeah. Also you can or you'll see what messages. happens if you don't. You can give little messages to people after you're dead, too. You know, <laughs> to, my, to my beloved so, uh, <laughs> nephew who didn't come to uh, see me when I was sick, I leave uh, $10. Yeah. yeah. Have fun. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> uh, and on this day in 1910, and I always tell you what happened, the yellow cab is found. So the yellow cab. And why did you know why they made them yellow? Is there any particular reason um, that anyone knows? I don't know. Maybe, so Maybe just someone liked or... yellow? Ask Stephen. He'll, he'll know. He's, well, he we'll, we'll try to find out. <laughs> we'll try to Google why. I mean, I'm just curious if that was why somebody's favorite color. Yellow? Yeah. Like, why aren't they pink? Yeah. I would have made them pink. <laughs> right, well. in, 19, in 1944, Paris was liberated after more than four years of the of Nazi occupation. So they became liberated. And, of course, if today is your birthday, uh, you share it with Leonard Bernstein, the conductor and composer of West Side Story, which is probably one of my favorite movies, who was born 100 years ago today in 1918. Wow. Uh, also, Sean Connery was in a... Was he a Connery. 007? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, James was born today. Uh, yeah, how many James Bond movies? There was a lot of them. A lot of them, yeah. yeah. So don't forget, calls 866-970. It's also Michael Cohn's birthday today. Isn't that a coincidence? Well, of course you know I don't talk politics. Uh, no, I know. So. I'm just saying happy birthday, Michael Cohn. <laughs> okay. Well, sure you know, sure I don't do that. I have a lot of clients, and, you know, I have to say, as I said before, it shouldn't get violent, and sometimes it gets violent. And this is a country that we're blessed to be in, where people can have a difference of opinion. So have whatever opinion you like. Uh, but respect the fact that people, there's very many people in this world, and everyone has a right to have their own opinion. And when you protest, you do it in a good way, not in a, a hurtful way or a way that is dangerous. And sometimes things can get out of hand. So I just feel blessed to be in a company. And listen, living in New York... 
if you're not open to anything that goes on in the world, something you, you can't live there. Because uh, that's the one thing I have to say that I, I think the world could learn a lesson from New York City because everybody lives like on top of each other. And really, every nationality, every language, every economic specter, uh, and somehow people just kind of get along and go their way. And nothing shocks anybody, really, I don't think. Right? I mean, okay. So the first taxis were not yellow, Dotty. They were oh. actually painted red and green. Red, like Christmas colors. Right, red and green. And then over time, one of the taxi cabs had yellow because it wasn't politically offensive. And then over time, they all became yellow. (laughs) Now, Brenda, this is interesting because I looked it up too. And this one says, (laughs) in 1907, car salesman John Hertz from Hertz Rent-A-Car looked at his surplus of traded-in cars and decided to to start a taxi business. Since taxis needed to stand out, the color yellow was chosen. That was the result of a survey by the University of Chicago, which concluded yellow was the easiest color to spot. So you believe whichever one you want. Okay, so Google has two uh, opinions, (laughs) several things. Another Two one heads or tails, okay, which one? Yellow. <laughs> which one do you want to believe? 866-970-9622. Uh, it's very important that you know why yellow cabs yellow. are yellow. <laughs> okay, now I get to a part where uh, a lot of people who uh, can't call in uh, send us uh, Twitter or Facebook or emails or, you know, sense of radio show questions. So here's a question. Dear Dottie, I live in a 10-story dormant building on Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn with over 100 apartments, and one of the board members lives down the hall from me. I feel like I'm being watched. She's always looking to see who's coming and going and what I'm carrying. She probably knows a lot about me because of the financials the board gets to see, and this makes me uncomfortable. I get alimony checks. Can I find out how much the board knows about me? Jerry? <laughs> well, I think, you, I think uh, you, you know, maybe you feel like you're being watched, but is she doing anything that's actually making you conclude that? Uh, or is this just a feeling that you have? You know, the board knows about your finances when you apply to the board, and when you apply to become a member of the college. But once you're in there, it's not like they get, you know, copies of your tax returns every year. Um, and usually it's restricted to just the admission. I, I, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about this. I mean, well, you know, but I can understand, I can understand our, 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 our listener, because if the head of the board lived close next to my apartment and I wasn't friendly with them, I would try to get friendly with them. And then, you know, because I would kind of, you know, wonder, like, are they watching everything I do? I mean, I live in a homeowners association, and uh, you have to stop construction at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock. And somebody said to me yesterday, we're still here at 7 o'clock. Your neighbors, there's no, they aren't. And I said, nah, I love my neighbors, and we're all friends, and you make sure when you have a party you invite them all. And yeah. if you get friendly with your neighbors, even if it's the head of the board, it can't hurt. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would just. But you know, it might be idea. just something that you're thinking she's doing, and she might be. But what is she really going to do to you? Right. No matter how much alimony you get, or you don't, or you give. Anyhow, I have a dear Dottie. I did a stupid thing five years ago. I bought a two-family house with my best friend from the time I was in high school. I'm now 38 na- years old, and I live downstairs. He and his wife have three kids and no carpeting. Buy it oh, yes. from. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, well, listen, I mean, if you don't have that on your lease, I kind of think that you might just say to him, you know, love your kids, love your family. But you know what? When you're in the lower level, it could get loud. You think we could buy oh, some. You switch apartments, maybe. Maybe you should go yeah. upstairs. Or, or get some carpeting. And if he says, well, I would get that, but, you know, I don't have the money. You can mm-hmm. really buy some cheap carpeting. I mean, if you can get them to get <laughs> carpeting, I can tell you where to get it. You might be able to get remnants, but the carpeting would probably help the noise. And I think that's a reasonable, you know, approaching it properly at the right time, not when somebody's in a bad mood, you know, at the right, right. time in a good way. And again, remember, when you approach somebody, timing is also important. So if you're planning to speak to somebody about a potential problem or something you want to work out and you see that they're not in the right mood or they're preoccupied, uh, then you should wait. Like, yes, I had five contractors. The decorator was screaming. They were all hating each other. And this girl comes over who works selling this. She's like, Johnny, I just want to show you. I think you should get these lights and this, this, and this, and this, 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 this. And I'm like, listen. Do you really think I'm concentrating on what I should get up in the middle of chaos now? So I think if you if you talk to your friend and you've been friends for a lot of years, um, and I think that friendship should carry on, I think it's kind of reasonable. And if he doesn't agree to do that, well, then call us, then write back, and we'll and, come up with something else. But try talking these, to him first. And on these noise issues, it's always a good idea to approach the person and say, you know, you, you probably don't realize it, but... Because sometimes the neighbor doesn't or the person upstairs doesn't realize they're making so much noise. So uh, if you say it that way and just say to them, you know, I know their kids and kids will be kids, but, you know, can we work, try to work something out? I think it's a nicer way to do it. Than yeah. And if you friend. have kids upstairs, like kids are kids. So it's not yeah. going to stop. So, so, you know, and that's part of when you get an apartment. I mean, when you decide to buy an apartment or rent an apartment in a, in a multifamily building, with built, you know, then you have board, you have the head of the board, and you have sometimes a, a not so great neighbor who hates noise and wants you to put the stereo down at five o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and you could have noisy kids, and those are all things, and those are kind of things that you have to think about when you're getting an apartment. Uh, dear Daddy, the couple who lives upstairs have three children, and the banging and footsteps. Oh, this looks similar on the ceiling are annoying. It says in our condo agreement that tenants have to carpet 70% of their apartments. I don't know where this figure came from. It was that way when I bought my apartment. I complained to the board about the noise and they finally sent somebody who said they had 70%. I know this isn't true. What now? Hmm. Cliffhanger. Yes. Will uh, Jerry will give you the answer to that. Um, what to do if that's a board rule that they have to have 70% carpeting, and this uh, listener is saying that they don't. Um, we'll give you the answer at 866-970-9622. Don't forget, Judge Shigar is here, and you won't want to miss him right at the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, all the things we've been telling you and all the calls that we've gotten about things that have happened to people without wills when their parents didn't leave them, he's going to tell you everything that you need to do. We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here 
with my co-host, Jerry Feeney, um, and our financial expert, Glenda Irving, and say it again for me, because I don't have the sheet, um, <laughs> at 866-970-9622. And I have a question for you, uh, Glenda. Is it legal to get a mortgage even if you are undocumented? Can an undocumented immigrant get a mortgage to buy a house? Well, I, given what we, and the documentation that we require of all borrowers, including um, evidence of, you know, your citizen, citizenship, your, uh, you know, sort of uh, right to work, etc., I can't imagine somebody could. Well, yeah, they, I looked they, up the answer. And what Do was you know, it? Jerry? Well, I think the issue is not, not so much that it would be- uh, you can't, by virtue of the fact that you're undocumented, but rather, you know, you if you're acquiring it for residential occupancy, right, um, which is what a mortgage is going to be for, but you don't have a, a right to remain in residence, then I think that the bank might have an issue. That would be my guess. However, if you've got, if you're undocumented, you would never... See, I don't even know enough well, about being undocumented. I, here's what the answer is. I, I kind of looked this up because I didn't know the answer. Um, and I have the answer is yes. Several Now, that's can an undocumented immigrant and get a, get a mortgage to buy a house. And I, the answer I found, and again, we'll check it out and like give you the exact for sure next week. But mm. several banks and mortgage companies provide mortgages to undocumented buyers. The lender may require a higher down payment from an undocumented immigrant than other buyers. And the buyer may need to make an extra effort to prove he or she is creditworthy. However, no law prohibits. In other words, there is no law that prohibits a lending institution from granting a mortgage or other loan to an undocumented immigrant. So again, so what that's saying really, it might be really hard to get, but there's not a law that says you can't. One of the questions I don't ask is, are you documented? You know, we get Social Security, we get, you know, pay stubs, taxes, all of that sort of stuff. If they're U.S. citizens, um, you know, I don't ask people, are they documented? What if you're a Chinese national? Well, this says, it doesn't matter where you are, this says to get a mortgage, the buyer will need either a valid Social Security card or the individual tax identification number available to undocumented immigrants. The buyer will also need valid identification, such as a valid home country passport. Uh-huh. Right. And now that's what it says. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy to get, but I think the answer to is it legal, because that was the question at first, is it legal to get a mortgage if you are undocumented? And obviously the answer is it is not against the law for a bank to do that if they choose to do that. Mm. But I think it would be kind of risky if they don't have kind of all this information. I mean, bank does, right? Yeah, I mean... Right. So there's no law against it, but the documents that you're going to have to provide is going to be harder if you're, quote, undocumented. But if you yeah. have a social and you've got a job and you've got a pay stub and you can't pay get, taxes... You get a social if you're not a, I if don't you're undocumented. Know. No, you can't, but you can get a taxpayer identification number. Yeah, we... Mm-hmm. I've never done anything in the 13 years I've been doing this with it taxpayer identification number yeah well we'll see if we can find that anymore i'm sure it's difficult i mean i'm sure but you know i guess what they're saying is it's not illegal Mm. right it's not illegal to do that by the way um i think i posted this somewhere but 
Manhattan real estate just pushed everyone aside and became the most expensive in the United States per square foot, with some properties topping 10000 uh, a square foot. So move over San Francisco, because up until now, San Francisco was topped out. Uh, top. The Big Apple tops Silicon Valley as the most expensive place to live in the United States of America, a new study shows. So happy. So I'm sure everyone who lives in New York City is very happy about the fact that you yeah, have bragging rights, <laughs> that you have bragging rights, that you are number one and you live in the most expensive place per, per square foot in the entire United States. Okay. Per square foot, real estate in Manhattan is the most expensive, the average property in the borough eclipsing all other locals. Based on that metric, some city properties even top 10,000 a square foot, and that was published Thursday mm. by Real Estate Data Analytics. That beats San Francisco, widely viewed as one of the fourthiest housing markets in the country. And don't get me wrong, San Francisco is high. Yes. Uh, it's not cheap. So, but but I was, <laughs> I, I, I posted this, and uh, somebody answered me. A people answered back. But one person said, I, I have an apartment in San Francisco, and even though it's high, you still get more space. Uh, but I don't know. This says we, we beat them. Hmm. Uh, it says well, that, we won. Yes. And it says that Manhattan real estate is an average of 1,773 Dollars. So seventeen hundred is close to eighteen per square foot, according to Neighborhood X, which is a study that did this. The mm -hmm. next most expensive area on per square foot basis is San Francisco, which averages nine oh two. Now that's like that's almost a huge half. Difference. Yeah, that's a huge. That's difference. huge, and that's followed be. by Boston at five eighty six, Washington D.C. at five fifteen. And Miami Beach at 504. So nothing even comes close. Yeah, Aren't you proud? I, I, how could Miami Beach be 504? That's not what they're, you know, that's, I don't know. Well, have to look at their methodology. Yeah, well, this is, uh, let's see, I told you, it's mm. from data analytics firm from Neighborhood X. I will double check, but I do believe that the Manhattan, that I know. I don't know exactly. And you don't know what they take in from Miami right, Beach. I, right. You know, they might air at areas that, they might right. include in the survey yep. areas uh, that are bring that number down. Yeah, yeah. You know and same with San Francisco. Because, uh, you know, it seemed like 60% lower in San Francisco. I don't think it's that much of a differential. But you're right, how they measure it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what areas they take <clears throat> in. So uh, I just thought everybody yeah. should be happy to know that. Yeah. Um, Daddy, I, uh, I came across an article that I thought we should briefly mention about the, uh, you know, we're big fans of the mayor here on this show. As you know, Donnie and I love the mayor. We think he's doing a great uh, job. We think he's done a great job. And, uh, yeah, so the, apparently there's a, there's a problem with uh, trash in the city. I don't know if you're aware of this, but oh, yes, uh, in certain areas of the city, the, the uh, commercial uh, residents or commercial business owners are putting their trash in the, you know, the bins that are on the corner, which is illegal. You're not supposed to do it. They're supposed to pay for their own pickup the city doesn't provide commercial trash pickup um so in areas where the where the sanitation department is finding this abuse of of commercial owners doing this you know what their solution is what's their solution they're just removing the garbage can so now trash oh, oh i know that i think I said it's it on just the piling air. up in, in 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 these in these neighborhoods and it's and you've got piles of of unkept trash it's just 
I, mean, I said that, that on the air, okay? Really? I said that they've reduced the amount of garbage pails in New York City, and therefore the uh, garbage is overflowing. And that is why we are the most expensive place in the United States of America to live right. in, okay? Because you not only get the best place to live in and the most expensive, you get the most trash. Okay? <laughs> By the way, can you so, imagine if, if one of your employees was tasked with solving the problem? They came to you and said, Daddy, I've got the solution. People are abusing this, so we'll just remove the can. I mean... <laughs> Well, you see, he saved money doing that. No, no, no. I heard he did it to save money. Now, I don't know for facts, so I am not making an accusation because I don't know this. But I do know there's less garbage cans, so it might have been a punishment. But if it's a punishment, then what's happened is is it costs the city less because the garbage uh, department, the sanitation department doesn't have to pick up as many garbage cans. Yeah, it's idiotic is what it is. And it really bugs me because we're a great city. Uh, I love New York City. And when I go to other places and you see everything is so clean and then you drive through New York City and you say, oh, my goodness. It was getting cleaner for a while. It was. And then now it's it's ridiculous removing garbage cans. Ridiculous. So just to get back to Manhattan, just remember, even though it is the most expensive property per square foot, it also has a wide range in prices. In the more northern parts of Manhattan, real estate has dropped. And you can get things for less than that, just so you know, okay? You can, uh, don't have to spend $1,700 per square foot. Uh, the U.S. housing market, the U.S. in general, uh, lost over 6 million single-family homes. And so lack of inventory across the country is probably one of the biggest challenges facing the United States home buyer today, as home building rates have dropped substantially since the housing bust of 2008. So that's a a shortage, and a a shortage in the prices that first-time buyers need. I mean, you probably uh, have enough high-end stuff, but for for properties that are first-time buyers are tough. And I have a whole story about that, uh, which I could tell you another day, but I want to get on with the show. Uh, And I wanted to tell you that. Mel Streep is selling her Manhattan penthouse. Mm. Mm. Oh, I happen to think that Tribeca she is Lost. probably one of the best actresses yes. mm-hmm. uh, that lived. I mean, I, just my opinion. Uh, she has just listed her New York City penthouse with Douglas Elliman for $24.6 million, And it's offers views of the Hudson River in New York Harbor. It's... Uh, 3,944 square foot, four bedroom, and it sits on the top of a covered river loft building in Tribeca. And uh, she bought the 13th floor penthouse in 2006 as a city base. And their main residence is a 90-acre estate in Salisbury, Connecticut. It is the first time the apartment has become available since the building was completed in 2004. So imagine owning Mm. her apartment. I mean, yeah. it has a private elevator, private direct access to the apartment, and it's skylighted gallery. And there's a vast living room, and uh, one, of the prop- uh, one of the property's many standout features is a 10-foot-wide plant-filled terrace that spans three sides of the home. This, together with floor-to-ceiling triple-glazed windows, offers expensive and expansive views of across the river. So, uh, listen... Now, if you buy that house, you certainly can have bragging rights that you live in the most expensive city in the country, and you bought the one of the, I believe, the most successful actresses. 
home? And that was a question somebody always asked me. Do people pay more money if it's a celebrity's property? You bet. Well, it depends on the celebrity, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Notorious celebrities, maybe not. Right. But if it's a celebrity that is well-known and you can have those bragging rights, uh, people do. Uh, even though some of the co-op boards are not found, fond to have the celebrities there, they don't want the publicity, uh, a lot of the uh, buildings, if they have a famous celebrity that's living there, uh, seems to uh, jack up the price. They say, if it's good enough for this person, well, then it's good enough for me. I've been telling you about the Waldorf Astoria. Uh, unfortunately, it has been put off and delayed another year. Uh, the swanky Waldorf Astoria, uh, after months, of mystery behind the shuttered Waldorf Astoria's limestone and brick facade. And, you know, the Waldorf is kind of an icon. Uh, Mega contractor Tishman signed a new deal to start building a planned 350 condo apartments and 350 new hotel rooms and suites. So, uh, yeah. So they are, although they are reopening, was originally scheduled for 2020, it doesn't look like that's going to happen until 2021. Uh, the sale offering doesn't include the Waldorf Astoria. So I guess they're going to keep the Waldorf Astoria apart. Oh, really? Well, I hope so. I, I don't. I mean, I've heard so many different stories. I, I mean, I hope so. It's kind of an icon. And when they did the plaza, although they didn't keep it the way I remembered exactly, the whole plaza was the plaza. I mean, Eloise is still there, by the way, if you remember Eloise. And one of the calling cards when they developed the, uh, the, the, when they developed people could live there besides for the hotel was the fact that it was a name. It's a brand. The plaza is the plaza. And especially people like brands, especially foreigners. They love brands. So, but it'll be another year. And by the way, in case you're not going for that, and in case you don't want Merrill Streets, I just want you to know that Donald's, the, that you can get, Jerry, are you yes. listening? Uh-huh. Uh, Trump's Midtown Pad, the apartment oh. directly below it, it is oh. up for sale, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's And it's only $24.5 million, uh, and I just thought you should know sugar. it. It's yeah. at 721 Fifth Avenue, and mm-hmm. it's a penthouse. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you're not no, interested you. in any of those three, I mean, see, I, we have something for everyone. Yes. And then I'm going to give you some places to buy. We're going to, uh, I hope you know this is all in fun, but it's all happening. And we have a diverse inventory. I mean, I have inventory that you can get for 350 dollars And I'm going to do a show on all inventory that's inexpensive to help those of you who want to start out. Uh, but in real estate... There's something for everyone. Stay tuned. We're going to take our break, our 11 o'clock break, and we are going to be back with my friend and a famous, most respected judge, and he's going to answer all the questions that you've been calling us all about. We'll be Eye right- on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.